0: The Movie Hour, Episode 27, March 24th, 2009. Spoiler alert the following hour of programming may contain both movie plots and story. Welcome, everyone, to the Ryan Reynolds Telethon Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney, podcasting from Lake Orion, Michigan.
1: This is Jim Maloney, podcasting from Rochester Hills, Michigan.
2: And Jeff Hendrickson from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
0: No, we don't usually do this, but I want to start the, uh, the episode with an apology. I got multiple comments, emails, etc., uh, referring to our last week's podcast, saying, "Quote Jeff wasn't that drunk," and uh, I I really don't know what happened. We we try to bring our A game to uh, the table, but I think Jeff just wasn't prepared.
2: Here, here's what happened. Uh, <laughs> the the podcast. While, while I love doing it, and I I wish Greg, you would have told me we were going to do this. You kind of put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> Well, I love doing it, and it, it's uh, it only pays a couple hundred grand a year, and so I actually have to keep a day job, and I had to wake up at like five the next morning, so uh, for for my day job. So, yeah, that's that, tough. That's that that's, that's what happened there. It's a sad, sad story without a funny
1: ending. I'm sorry.
0: We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about uh, your your pay raise coming later, but that's about time. We don't We want yeah, to discuss money if, on the show.
1: Uh, if your day job is more important than the Gunga cast, then maybe this isn't the Gunga cast for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm just going to have to find myself another GungaCast. Oh, <laughs> man.
0: Uh, also, we have uh, some news we have to we have to lay out for you. Uh, if you go to GungaPit.com, it will now lead you to the forums. A little, little update there, so now you can give your fingers a rest instead of typing GungaPit slash forums if you ever type an address out in your life, but... Much easier, gungpit.com leads to the forums, and we also have our own forum for the movie hour, so now you can find all the episodes uh, simply uh, all there, and all the well, the Parker Posies that are posted. Um, we had some, some comments that if it wasn't on the recent topics, they were sort of hard to find, so, and it makes my life simpler.
1: Yay for organization.
0: Yeah, yeah, organization wins. So uh, that, that pushes, pushes us to today, it's uh, movie review time, and I'm not starting this time, because I always, you know, do the best... And then you guys sort of like, you know, spin off at the end and ruin everything. So I'll go last, sort of anchor it. All right, I can go first. if you want. All right, knock yourself out.
1: Um, I watched a movie called Little Odessa, 1995 film. Um, it's about a hitman um, of Russian descent, played by Tim Roth. Um, he has to go home to his like Tim Roth, old, yeah, to his old yeah, neighborhood to actually do a job, and he's been banished from that neighborhood by the local mob for doing some doing something against the mob they don't really get into it but uh so he ends up going home and trying to pull off the job plus kind of visit with some family and friends and he's kind of got a broken home he's got his brother finds out he's in town and kind of like gets him to come back home to to visit but uh, his brother's played by edward furlong kind of a i don't know kind of a just a Dude, he's so kid.
0: weird, man. He's the Terminator 2 kid, right? And also, yeah, uh, yeah. That
1: was the, right about the same time period, too, so he's about that age.
0: American History Acts. That guy's weird. Never mind, yeah. go on. So, uh,
1: yeah, and exactly. And, uh, he, he gets him to come home and turns out his mother is dying of a brain tumor or something uh, played by Vanessa Redgrave. Uh, and he's got an abusive father. He visits a love interest and basically he's just trying to sneak around and Kind of reconnect with his home life that he used to have before being banished from this area, and he's doing that like to you know while avoiding the local mob and pulling off this hit that he's supposed to do.
0: Um, this is like Gross Boy Blank, but not a serious, serious. version. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, it's very similar. To that um, his the uh, love interest is played by uh, Myra Kelly. Just as a little side note, but uh, yeah, this is definitely a series uh, drama. Um, I had a big problem with it, mostly due to the dialogue. It seemed like a lot of the dialogue was very just cut short, very terse uh and there's like no emotion in any of the the dialogue whatsoever and you know it seemed a lot like every conversation was between two strangers opposed to people <laughs> who knew each other and I know he's supposed to be you know like a hardened you know criminal now and he's trying to come back to his his house and, and you know there's some distance there but i mean there's absolutely no emotion whatsoever in any of the the dialogue so i was kind of put off by
0: that and it's and it's mainly a drama right it's not action at all correct it's correct with- yeah i mean there's a
1: couple you know violent scenes but for the most part it's you know all drama dialogue type of yeah. stuff um the story itself is pretty slow um and it's boring in a lot of spots um, the ending was pretty good. I won't say what it is in case you do rent it or whatever, but uh, actually I wouldn't recommend doing it. It's it's, it's a little below cable quality. It's it's just a little too boring. It wasn't below that it was bad. Quality? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that it was that bad. It's just there was really nothing good about it, so it was kind of weird. Is there a
2: so, more I would, I would guy does more
1: crap than Tim Roth? Yeah, I don't know. I, I love Tim Roth to death. And I think he did as much as he could with the script, but I, I just don't think the story was there for him.
0: I'm not going to spoil this movie ending for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is, because I don't think you should even see this movie. <laughs> I like that. I like I like that. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, Jeff, you want to you wanna conquer yeah, next? Yeah, I guess if
2: you want to go last, I'll go next. Um, yeah, yeah. The movie I saw was called Kicking and Screaming, Wait, not the Will Ferrell one. Uh, yeah. it, it, this is a movie that came out in 1995. It's uh, written and directed by Noah Baumbach, the, the guy that did, uh, he actually wrote, co-wrote with Wes Anderson, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and a movie that I think is just fantastic, uh, The Squid and the Whale is the other one. Uh, that mm-hmm. that he's famous for. He's written a couple others and directed a couple others, but uh, haven't really seen them. Don't really know anything about them. Um, this is a movie about four guys, and a couple of them have girlfriends and that, that type of thing. They graduate college and don't really know what to do. Uh, we don't know anybody like that, so it's sort of uh, sort of far fetched. No. Um, but uh, um, so, but it, it's it's one of those movies that's got a lot of really good dialogue in it, but the actual. Like plot never really goes anywhere. There are a lot of really good conversations. Kind of, uh, I would say, sort of like a, like a Beautiful Girls without the the really nice binding feeling you get from that from that movie or uh, like a singles or something like that along those lines came out in 95 at the same time period really some some fun and funny dialogue but not like a great movie by any stretch I liked it I I would I would recommend this sounds familiar
1: to me (laughs) does a lot of it take place in a bar uh, quite a bit, yeah, yeah. Okay, I may have uh, seen. Parker
2: Posey's man. actually in it, um, which is something
0: Ooh, like- nice, nice. Bonus well point, done, bonus well point. <laughs> so. Playing a girl named Miami, which is another two yeah, points. Yeah. So, <laughs> so not not suggesting it is uh, something people should catch then. Well, Probably I mean, Hanging I'd, I'd certainly if if
2: you're if you're if you're hard up for a movie, this is definitely a pretty good one. It's just not uh, of all the movies that are out there, this isn't the first one I'd go after. But it, it was yeah, pretty good. No. I'm certainly not sorry I saw it.
0: Speaking of which, my uh, my Netflix queue is running dry soon. So if anybody wants to throw out some uh, possible Netflix picks for me on the forums I, I, would I know these guys be, that do I'm a podcast where we
2: recommend movies like every week, so uh, I mean they, Yeah, yeah, like, but if
0: I watch the same movies you've watched then I can't like review the movie again or anything like point. that. But, yeah, I hadn't really considered that. but uh, yeah. I, uh, I I caught a movie that was actually, you know, sort of recent. It's actually pretty recent. Rock and Roller came out in two thousand eight. Uh, latest Guy Ritchie. Uh, it's the latest Guy Ritchie movie. And supposedly, there was actually, like, rumored to be a sequel after it, but, uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, Rock and Roll, uh, another pretty much situation where you have the British setting, gangster, underground people working together in some pretty much, like, orchestrated crime scene about people losing money. Who has the money? Let's get the money. And even a whole drug side story to it. It's classic Guy Ritchie. Um, There's way too many characters to keep track of. It takes you probably like 40 minutes to figure out who's who. Um, I I like all of, well, Lockstock I loved, Snatch I loved. Um, We were just talking about Revolver before this. Um, But this movie, I think this movie lands like, you know, above Revolver, a little under Snatch and uh, Lockstock. It doesn't have like the standout characters those did. You have uh, Tom Wilkinson in it, plays a pretty good job other saving grace is, I don't know the character's, the guy's name, but uh, the guy that actually plays the rock and roller in the movie is sort of like a, a foil to everything else that's going on. Um, I guess the exact plot is, it's a giant real estate scam, uh, a guy that owns, or like owns in the underground, underlining term, um, owns like tons of London, some Russians come in to create a stadium, and the whole plot unravels when the Russians' money gets intercepted and... He thinks the guy that was doing the deal with him did it, and there's this whole rock and roll guy stuck in between. And, uh, I did like it. It was worth seeing. Uh, I wouldn't put the seal approval on it. Again, it was actually, uh, the guy from 300 is also in it. I forget the the lead actor from 300, but he plays Gerard uh, Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler. Um, he plays a, an actually pretty good role. I think he's technically the protagonist. It's sort of hard to nail the protagonist in this, too, which I actually sort of liked about, uh, some of Guy Richie's films, you can't really tell who's good and who's bad, and who's the main guy you're supposed to be rooting for. And uh, well, I Jeremy think it pretty good. in it, so it's gotta be good. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, he's in it, and he sort of again, he sort of plays a, a classic character of his where he's like the producer for the rock and roller guy. Yeah, he's been kind of
2: typecast uh, for, for the <laughs> last five years or so. Yeah. Say.
0: Um, but yeah, he, he, did, he did a pretty good, pretty good job, and they do, uh, the rock and roller guy. It's pretty much stuck in the middle of it There's a big thing about this painting that gets stolen And he's the one that stole it But he's just a giant crackhead And he doesn't know He, he stole it for un- reasons unknown to everyone else uh, But yeah, great A good movie uh, I would catch it if you have the chance uh, It was definitely a good Netflix thing But yeah, we will we will see for sure And yeah, I think Jim You've got it coming up on your Netflix Like you. Uh, yeah, you had
1: mentioned that I noticed it was on my queue still
0: yeah. So yeah, Josh needs Josh needs to uh, silence himself for the live listening. Somebody somebody send him that's tell about that. Yeah, that was, uh, funny. S- that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> uh so anyhow, those are our reviews for the to, for today. And you will we'll have some every week, or so it's been for the time being. Uh coming to our latest what's coming out this week, a lot of a lot of movies, period, a lot of crap, and uh, some interesting ones, hey, sort of mixed in. Yeah, a lot of them. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the horror of the week? Mm, let's go to The Accidental Husband for the beginners with Uma Thurman, which is going to be a smash hit, right, James?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think that uh, Uma Thurman plays well in uh, romantic comedies. I just thought the only noteworthy part about this was that Jeffrey Dean Morgan from uh, the Watchmen fame, being the comedian, he's actually in it and getting a role. Whether or not that's directly related to the Watchmen seems kind of quick, but kind of cool though. Yeah, it's nice yeah. To see that he's getting some work since he was my favorite character in that Watchmen movie.
0: When I first looked at the front of it, I thought it was Robert Downey Jr. until I read the thing. I'm like he looks just like him.
1: He, he definitely has some similarities.
0: <laughs> and really, I don't know. Like Uma Thurman, didn't she? Wasn't she doing this before? This I thought this movie was, like, delayed, and she was taping this around the same time. She was doing, like, Kill Bill or something, and then she got preggers, and everything got ruined.
1: Oh, I didn't hear about that, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, that's what happens when female actors get pregnant people. Yeah. right. We don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll stop talking about that. Anyhow, uh, next next topic we really want to discuss is uh, Adventureland, which we were just discussing uh, Noah Baumbach, who had uh, directed Squid and the Whale. Which the main kid in here, Jesse Eisenberg, is uh, was in that movie with. It's Jeff Daniels is in that movie too. Yeah, right? Jeff Daniels is in it, and uh, Billy that? Baldwin was in it. He was phenomenal. Yeah, Billy Baldwin. What was that movie about again? Squid in the Whale.
2: Uh, it was uh, about two kids, like two brothers, whose parents are going through like kind of a nasty divorce, and just that basically.
0: If, yeah, if yeah. It was,
2: it was just really well done. Uh, really, really cool movie.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, the person pretty much, uh, fronting the money for this podcast, Ryan Reynolds actually makes a showing in Adventureland. That's why we're plugging it. We wouldn't plug it if it weren't for Ryan Reynolds. But, uh, Jesse Eisenberg did a good, a good job in Squid and the Whale. And I, like, he, he does seem, like, is this, this is a Michael Sarah, another actor. Like, he's just like him. I don't think he's I'm just telling you, like he, him, is. he is, he is.
2: I can see what you're saying. He's a, he's, a he young is, guy. Dude. he's supposed to be like a little bit uptight, and, and then he up and, and loosens up and during the course of the movie. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah it, it is.
0: It's Short the same guy. He's just hair. got longer hair.
1: <laughs> yep, he's definitely in that mold. I he saw is, the that, uh, the uh, trailer for it. It looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. So
0: nice. he's,
2: he's in this movie, The Education of Charlie Banks, which is also coming out on Friday. Yeah.
0: This. Yeah. This Friday. Take yeah, that's
1: that's got to cheese him off, actually. I mean cuz he hasn't been in a whole lot you would think that he'd want his two movies that he's in <laughs> a little like, bit not out. to come yeah, yeah like, a little you spread can push
2: out this till, like next friday maybe <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it's
1: like oh I have two movies this year and we're competing against each other great
0: unfortunately he didn't have the the body to throw around against the giant the giant movie producers actually what's interesting with this movie disney was supposed to um what is it Touchstone with pictures was supposed to produce this or whatever they do and they completely dropped it i think fox uh Searchlight, or whatever it is, is actually covering it, which is sort of interesting. Apparently, Disney said, eventually, Land's not going to go anywhere. We better stop doing it, and it still happened. It still happened. I think Ryan Reynolds is a big big to-do about that. You know who also, else
2: is uh, in this movie is the uh, the chick from Twilight.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up because, you know, all the Twilight people are going to go crazy, but that's okay. Fine. We don't want the Twilight no, people. And missing. also, to... Bring up what, uh, the plot of this that many people haven't caught is, uh, high school guy, or actually sorry, re- recent college grad, who right afterwards is planning, you know, oh, I'm gonna go to Europe and see the world, etc. Um, things turn for the worse and he gets stuck working at a carnival, which I think is aptly named Adventureland and he realizes that there's something there to discover as well that is full of uh, wonder and magic wow are you reading <laughs> that right and- off the thing or is that no no i made did it sound like that because yeah, um, you yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean, all i need I mean, is the voice now write, I, yeah in a world <laughs> where, uh, oh imagine a world
2: and and to it. to draw another michael Sarah connection this is the same director that did superbad so yeah see yeah, see? See? yeah i was going to say that too
0: <laughs> i'm yeah, i'm if I were actually going to pay ten bucks to see a movie, I might, I might pick this one. I'm considering like going
2: and seeing this movie. It's, I, it looks pretty funny. I've heard yeah, really yeah. great things about "I Love You, Man," though, so I might go see that instead.
0: Really, yeah, you've available. heard some more?
2: Yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard nothing but rave reviews about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you should, you should movie hop from there to catch the accidental husband for a little bit of a, little bit of a counteract. Uma Thurman action. There. It looks like a bad romantic comedy, yeah. really. To me. If you want to see another bad movie, you can also hump, in, jump, hump into, jump into The Haunting in Connecticut, the latest horror flick to uh, hit the big screen. Based on a true story, maybe it's the next Blair Witch. I don't think these Blair days.
1: Yeah. What, the next, the next Blair Witch? No, I'm just saying, aren't they all based on a
0: true story somehow? That's true. Zing. This- and... <laughs> Yeah, they're all based on true stories. And it's about a haunted house, so I don't know. I don't think I've seen that plot before.
1: Yeah, next week they'll have another one. <laughs> you, and you've week seen, after that, there'll be you've another seen one. it in
2: Massachusetts. You've seen it in New England all over, but not Connecticut yet. We've seen the Rhode yeah. Island. We've seen the Vermont. We've seen the New Hampshire. Connecticut, I think, is going to be
0: the one that takes it. Oh, man. Yeah, and to get to another movie that I don't plan on seeing, Columbus Day, which most notably has Val Kilmer in it. And you're wondering, you know, what Val Kilmer's been up to and apparently he's been up to tons of shit. And you just you just don't see the movies he's in. Because he's in all kinds of crap yeah, and I don't he's know.
1: Everywhere. I think even in his like in production one, I don't remember the number, but it was like eight movies that are he's working in right now or they're working to put together right
0: now. Yeah, you're right, actually I'm looking at it right now. This is ridiculous. And I don't know Which what's happening what I love happened, him. Val? I,
1: I'm a big Val Kilmer fan. And most of the stuff I see him in I actually like him, so it's not that... I don't know. I guess I don't blame him. I just blame his taste in other movies, I guess. Like, he seems well, to he's, do a good job when I see him.
0: Like, in the Spartan, like, in the Spartan, he did a great job. He did a terrible job in that movie.
1: Uh, I don't know that that was his fault, but, yeah, that was a horrible movie. Yeah.
0: Frankly, um, I think it's all been know.
2: downhill since Real Genius.
0: Hmm, That's tough. That's you've got tough, Willow after that. You've like, got Top Gun with your yeah. guy, Anthony <laughs> yeah. Edwards, Goose. That's, that's you your boy. That
2: okay, okay. So well, it's and fair, it, 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 it plateaued at Real Genius. And, stayed and Batman there, Forever.
0: Stayed there until...
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, okay. N- uh, joking aside, uh, it, it, it stayed there for a while, I guess. But uh, he's not He's not a good actor, no.
0: He wasn't bad in Deja Vu. Anyhow, it's, I, it's it's, that,
1: have you deja- seen Kiss Kicks Bang Bang? That was pretty good, actually. I,
2: I think it's on my queue, as a matter of fact.
0: Yeah, perhaps. Well, this this plot's supposed to be something. It's something about like he's a thief or a bad guy that does some giant heist, and then it's th- this reminds me of what's that movie with John Lovitz and Dana Carvey or something where they and Nick Cage where they go and like rob a store of a like uh, they rob in a bank. Or yeah, lost in paradise. Yeah, lost in or paradise. Or That's something. what this is without the comedy. It's Val Kilmer <laughs> goes to a, a small town, just robs the place blind, and then realizes, wait a minute. This wasn't such a good move. That's what this is. I'm, I'm calling it out right now. I
1: didn't
2: realize he'd been doing the voice for Kit in the uh, Knight Rider series. That, <laughs> yeah. That's exciting for me. That's,
0: that, <laughs> that's great. You're gonna catch the Night Riders, the new uh, Knight Rider. Oh, absolutely
2: not. No, but I'm just oh, happy right. that I'm happy that his career has sunk that low that he's doing the voice of a car.
0: <laughs> so we haven't uh, brought up the. The latest and most genius of all these movies coming out this week. has actually been pumped big time. It had a huge Super Bowl ad. Was Monsters vs. Aliens going to be? It's going to be the base moneymaker of the weekend for sure. And yeah. speaking of moneymakers, uh, a little off a tangent, Watchmen's been doing ter- more and more terrible. So it's probably going to be like tenth of the year. It's going to be pretty bad. Yeah, Paul
2: Blart will it's, probably wind up beating
0: it. It's a possibility, a big possibility. Uh, but yeah, big big voices in this movie, and it's been all over the TV, and I'm sure kids are gonna be stealing parents away for this this fucking thing, dude. I I can't
2: I literally can't believe the talent they got to do the voices in this. This is star studded, Uh, unbelievable, really. I think. Uh, It's got a lot of people who's been talking about. Go ahead. Uh, No, yeah, I was asking if you. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I was just going to – Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, who we've been discussing probably almost weekly. Yeah, because they're all over, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got Kiefer Sutherland. I don't know, uh, apparently he took a break from doing every single other thing he's been busy with. People love – Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Yeah. Reese Witherspoon plays your main giant female girl in the city, wherever they're supposed to date. I don't know if it's supposed to be New York or what, but just like Chicago. Hugh
2: Laurie from House –
0: Thank you, Lori? Yeah, awesome. I didn't know that he, either. That's he plays funny. Doctor
2: Cockroach PhD. I'm <laughs> excited for that. Will Arnett. I'm watching
1: it now.
0: Yeah. Stephen no.
2: Colbert, Jeffrey Tambor, Amy Poehler, Ed Helms. Like, it's like pretty much the, the guy John Krasinski that plays uh, the main guy in the American Office. It's pretty much like straight down the list, kind of famous
0: people. Yeah. And they're playing like they, they call it Monsters vs Aliens, but this really is this is like the superhero versus the aliens. We've got the giant girl. And then yeah, you have what would be a blob monster. You have like some kind of it's like a chicken blow-up thing and you I forget what the fourth guy is, this but this just the, seems
2: like it must have been a riot to write really to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, hey, okay, let's uh, it's going to be a giant girl and there's aliens and there's monsters and they're going to fight. It'll be sweet.
0: <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And it's going to make billions. I had it was sort of funny my uh, my little cousins come over. Well, uh, once in a while, and they had Monsters vs. Aliens p- paraphernalia that, like, teachers were giving giving the kids. I'm like, wow! So commercialism, That's yeah, commercialism hitting <laughs> elementary schools everywhere. Go catch and take uh, your you mom How much money you can raise
1: for our schools with that product placement? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea.
0: Yeah, I thought it's odd. They actually they go to Paramount Elementary School. I sort of found that sort of a uh, odd uh, twist end. <laughs> Like that joke? I, that was, I did. That was I, did.
2: I couldn't tell if it was a joke at first, cause, But yeah, you're sarcastic. It was that spot believable, on, but yeah, it's. Uh, Anyhow, <laughs> sorry. So,
0: so this this movie really, uh, this isn't made. This is the this isn't Pixar. This is uh, DreamWorks or no? Do you guys anyone as anyone sure? Oh uh, yeah, this one? that sounds right. I yeah, think so it is Dreamworks. yeah, DreamWorks who's also making this IMAX and 3D, which we'll sort of discuss later. But do this like this thing is going to make billions. Like Pixar isn't going to be the only one in the animation market in the future. Like, this thing's going to be tops, for sure.
2: Well, I mean, already Shrek is, like, the top grossing, or was it Shrek 2? Like, the top grossing anime. Uh, yeah, um, it is is one is, yeah, it is one Shrek of those. Yeah, it is one of those. But aside from that, definitely Pixar's got the lockdown on it. But yeah, uh, you, I you'd have a to look imagine the... that, that other companies are going to get in on that. P- these movies are always, even when they're bust, they're huge money
1: makers.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was sort of thinking about that.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the top 25 list just for animation movies, just in, you know, domestic gross. And half of it is Disney slash Pixar, and the other half is split between, like, three different companies. So they definitely have a, a good share of it, but, uh, yeah, it's not ironclad.
0: What's I mean, do for, you, Go ahead. Do you know what the other company is, the third company, or do you know any of the movies? Um, that
1: Fox has a few, like the Ice Ages. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. then if you count Simpsons, whether or not we want to, you know, throw that Oh, in there. that's a good point. And uh, Well, Warner Brothers has two of them in the top twenty-five. So they have the Happy Feet and the Polar Express. I hated yeah. that yeah.
2: Happy Feet movie. Oh, I hated. that. I
1: never movie. saw that one. <laughs> Polar Express was okay. The moral the of the only... Happy Feet movie
2: was that if penguins were just a little bit cuter, Americans would stop global warming. That was that was the uh, that was the moral. Thing. Nice. <laughs> Pretty amazing movie. I hate. If you don't I... want to
1: save yourselves, at least save the penguins. <laughs> I hate Americans. <laughs>
0: That's how it works. I don't, so. I don't know
1: about uh, have you guys that. seen the Ice Ages?
0: I've seen yeah. the first one.
1: Yeah, I've seen. I've both. seen one of them. They were. It was just kind of okay. I, I wasn't a huge fan. And obviously, The Simpsons was pretty good. But like the DreamWorks ones, I don't tend to like those very much. Like I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of any of the Shreks. Uh, I didn't see the Kung Fu. That's because that's because every time Mad you hear Mad Eddie Murphy's
0: Oscar. voice, you cringe. Like it's like, oh Eddie Murphy, what's happened? Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> see exactly, Jeff. Yeah, just did. that's. I
1: mean, Shrek is three of the top five animated movies, so... Apparently everybody no, else loves them, Shrek
2: but. 2 had some pretty good jokes, and I'm not being sarcastic. I remember, if I remember correctly, Shrek 2 had some some really good jokes. Not the Eddie Murphy ones, but I, I definitely don't have a problem with those movies. Uh, Shrek 3 I have a problem with. 1 and 2 I don't have a problem with, though.
1: Yeah. I, it just seems yeah. like the Pixar ones and the Disney ones, they just have better stories as opposed to just... I don't know, slapstick joke fest type. Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel
2: like they kind of skew more towards the anyone can enjoy this versus this is a kid's movie type.
1: Uh, right, thing. yeah, exactly. Especially with the Pixar stuff. The Pixar stuff seems oh, yeah, to be, without a doubt. Like you know, series. adults you're going to like taking your kids to this movie. So. I'm nuts about if, Monsters, if Inc. I love them. Yeah, Monsters, yeah. Inc. is really good. I really like The Incredibles wall it's solid. I wasn't a big fan of Cars. Cars didn't really do anything yeah. for me. it was pretty good.
0: Does it really matter that much, though, if they make these movies interesting for the parents to see either? They're going to take their kids to see it. Like, well, oh, are they going to show up again to see th- it? Is that the I situation? Think it does
1: when you have choices going on. If, you know, they're both out at the same time, then the parent's going to say, well, I'd rather take my kids to see this one because I'll enjoy it a little bit as opposed to this, you know, silly one over here. That's true. So I think that's where the difference is. But that's yeah, true. for the most part, if it's just an, you know the only thing out there, then yeah, it's not going to matter.
0: And also, we haven't seen any uh, like we've seen full computer generated, like you said, we with the, the Shrek's monsters or aliens. Uh, even brought up Happy Feet and all the Pixar films are just completely computer generated. And they're actually going to try to do Disney's going back to their cell animation for like the first time in four, not five years. Uh, with a movie called Princess and the Frog, which is based in like New Orleans or something, I think the last one was like 2004. I think it was Home on the Range, some farm movie. So, and it's supposed to be like you said, how you parents like taking their kids to this movie. This is going to be the movie where it's like the old ones where they're singing and it's sort of theatrical in that as- that aspect. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so it's the non digital so, animation. Machine. Correct. Correct. It's yeah, well. It's trying, not. Comp- I don't
2: know if we're ready to launch into this yet, but I'm kind of excited for the uh, the Wes Anderson film. The uh, what is it? The Fantastic Mr. Fox.
0: Yeah. Is that stop animation? That's is that a, what it's, it's going to be? Yeah, I think it's like yeah, I
1: think it is stop motion. Yeah, stop
2: motion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, uh, something yeah. you don't really see anymore, and I'm I'm really excited to see how he pulls that
1: off. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see how this new Disney one does the the standard yeah, animation going, style. going
0: going. Yeah, stepping back a little bit. Yeah, going
1: back to song and dance numbers and heavier romance type stuff.
0: The stop motion thing uh, brings us actually to the, uh, Coraline, which was recently, which was the same people that did Night Before Christmas, right? And that was, was that also stop motion. motion. I, mean, I thought, I thought that,
2: that was digital animation. I, I guess I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I did, I uh, again I didn't see Coraline, but I think I think it was stop motion. Yeah, the here before Christmas, and I also again I heard Coraline is another great movie. Although everybody tells me don't take your kids there because they're gonna cry because it's really scary. It bombed it, the box office.
2: It did did it? it?
1: Pretty badly. Yeah, it was it was stop motion.
0: Yeah, well I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have
1: yeah. to go see it. It's currently only 59th on the list of animated movies. It hasn't
0: breached the one hundred million mark yet. Yeah, because everyone took their kids there and they cried. That's <laughs> yeah. probably. This is a great kids movie, um, but yeah, the Wes Anderson film. If that's when is that coming out? Is that to like twenty ten or is it two thousand nine? Still, so, um, I'll look uh, and get back to you. And is that being done with like Disney I'm, or anything like that? Yeah, I'm
1: showing November. Okay, and it's through Fox.
0: Interesting, interesting. Wes Anderson going animation.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize he was
0: doing that. To get back to our, our Pixar discussion of movies that just, in general, everybody likes, is this if that is the scenario where these movies are actually better than, or seem better and make more money than the, the other ones, doesn't it seem like we're just going to be seeing slews and slews of these things? Like animated movies, if they're movies that kids and people can see, why doesn't just Hollywood just make tons, tons of these, dozens, millions?
1: Um, that's a great question. How I are think we getting lot of people out of the? Ditch? Are starting to go into that? I I believe even like Sony starting their own animation department. Um, I know the Fox one is fairly new. Uh, Warner Brothers is fairly new. So I think really the only ones that kind of have. Like an established core of people who do that are the Disney, Pixar, and yeah. the DreamWorks. Yeah, I'd imagine it's so probably not it's...
2: cheap to like jump into. Well, I am mean, sure it's worth it, but yeah. I imagine there's probably a lot that goes into that. You probably have to Yeah, know.
1: it's like 100% new talent for a company to start that department up. I would think.
0: Yeah, I don't. But there seems to be a lot I mean, more people long,
1: that. Yeah, long term, you would think that the payoff would be good, but yeah, it's it's tough.
0: I'm just I'm just saying in general. <laughs> I guess this isn't a new thing, but it sort of seems like we're seeing it more that your generic action and now animated movie that everybody can enjoy seems to be all over the place. It's uh, I, it's nothing new, I guess, to Hollywood, but it seems like that's going to be the new thing for animated movies. Like, wait a minute, generic animated movies make tons of money, too. This is great. Yep. Yeah,
1: I don't know. The other thing I don't know is the cost of that. I don't know if it's more expensive to do. I mean, because you still have to hire all the voice talent, so you're still paying Buku's salary bucks out there, so... I don't know. Maybe it's just not cost-effective most of the time. Yeah, and that's I don't true. think
2: every one of these is just raking it in. Like, what was it came out last year? The Tale of Despero. I don't think. I mean, maybe I don't have kids, so maybe I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it's, it seems like it seems like not every one of these movies just it just tears it to shreds. I think you do need to actually like you can't just put out crap. I think that the reason Disney Pixar has done so well, and and that Fox has done, so, or not, um, not Fox, but. Uh, Put out Shrek again, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. The, the DreamWorks yeah. done has done well because they're actually decent movies that appeal to people.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. By comparison, they kind of well, at least back in the old days, 100 million used to be the the blockbuster style revenue, uh, gross, and I think it looks like 41 animated movies have done that lifetime. So yeah, there's not a ton like there's definitely success recently, but. Historically, yeah. there hasn't been a ton of success yet.
0: <laughs> so, and uh, Tale of Despero*, by the way, made 50 mil, so it did not did not make your your 100 mil number you just threw out there. So maybe it didn't do that well. Um, going to another thing that actually has to do with Monsters vs. Aliens. During the Super Bowl, I don't know how many uh, other people felt like assholes with 3D uh, glasses to watch the... Monsters vs. Aliens preview. I think there was supposed to be a couple things that were 3D, and I c- I can't tell shit at all with those glasses that we had. But, <laughs> you actually had glasses um, and you were watching. Yeah, somebody br- somebody <laughs> brought them, and we of yeah. course we we busted them out. And to I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl too much, but it was fun. We don't even we didn't even really watch it. We just bet on random shit the whole time. But uh, anyhow,
1: yeah, and not even the game most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, so this 3D thing sort of hit, seems to hit. Uh, something that we've seen before where now more and more home theater stuff's just becoming so easy to get and easy access and high quality the the, the theater seem to be going back to what can we do to draw more people into coming out and getting a theater experience and what like 3d i don't i think it was invented in like 1930 and it was popular in the 1950s and now it's coming back in 20, in 28 almost 2010 how hilarious is that
1: yeah, it seems like every so often there's a little resurgence, because I remember there were some movies in the 80s that kind of popped out, too. Jaws the 3. One that jumps to mi- yeah, that was the <laughs> one that jumps to mind. But, uh, yeah, it just seems like every awesome smiling. in movie, whether you are watching it in 3D or not, okay? So, well, it's just it, 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 not- I got to see that front row, so that ruined everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it ruined the 3D? Three- wait, what? How did it ruin <laughs> it? was 3D. It had to, like, look-, <laughs> it had to look in <laughs> position, like in the uh, relative to where you were, right?
1: Well, I mean, when you're looking almost up at the screen, yeah. I think you miss out on a lot of the uh, 3D effect. <laughs> Because most of the time you're seeing the ceiling.
0: So you're admitting that you went and saw Jaws three in the theater in a packed theater. Yeah, row. In the front. I went, and to the side.
1: I, I actually
2: saw Jaws three uh, about a year and a half ago. Just it was on uh, like on Comcast on demand or something, and we were having a bad movie night. And it's so obvious, even when you're not watching like the 3D version, which parts were like the 3D had like the big yeah, 3D. version. yeah. It's That's so very forced. Funny. Yeah, it's 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 just great. I I got a huge kick. Wasn't out of Michael
1: Caine you know? in that?
2: Michael Kane
1: I want to say he was in one of the Jaws' for some reason. I
2: thought, uh, Randy Quaid was in it. He was like the main guy. Same person.
0: I'm sorry, you're thinking of Cider House Rules. <laughs> <Cain>. <laughs> um, but yeah, this the 3D thing, I, I must admit, if I'm going to go see Monsters vs. Aliens, I guess having 3D... Uh, glasses will make it more of an experience. And they did it with Coraline, and they've been doing it with Nightmare Before Christmas. And everybody that saw, or the people that saw Coraline 3D that I've talked to, and Nightmare Before Christmas 3D, all love it uh, over the original. And uh, I guess it's entertaining, but is that really going to be like, oh, let's go to the theater to catch it 3D? Like, is that going to be actually get extra bucks?
1: That, I'm not so sure. I, I'm, I don't know. See, that was never a draw for me. I thought wearing the... The glasses were very ineffective, and I mean, heck, it gave you a headache half the time when wearing it. And I just don't see that, that being that much of a draw. Maybe to little kids, I guess, but yeah, I mean, you're already drawing them in anyway, so I, I don't, I don't get it. There were uh, they put
2: out a significant amount of studies because there were like with with televisions. I know. Anybody that follows the electronics industry knows the televisions are just getting like better and better at a ridiculous rate. Like, you know, First it was 720, then it was 1080i, now it's 1080p, and they're upgrading the, uh, the refresh rate all the time. So they're always looking for something new to do. And uh, they were starting, I think Samsung and Mitsubishi specifically, were starting to develop 3D televisions, and nobody likes them. They just like there's no. Yeah, edit. well, it's just like they were talking about doing Monday Night Football in 3D, and everybody's like, "Why? That's just, <laughs> that's just stupid. I'm not going to do that." Like,
0: oh.
1: Well, it's, it's funny because I was reading an article and it was talking about all these filmmakers that are like super gung ho about this whole 3D movement. Uh, James Cameron being the big proponent. I mean, he's working on the Avatar movie right. Yeah, now. which is supposed to be huge. Yeah, which is huge. It's just the budget's gigantic, and I mean, he's all for it. He's claiming that like all of his movies from now on are going to be filmed in this digital 3D style, and um, I know right now I think they're working on putting out uh, Titanic in, like, 3D and... Even Lucas is getting the act like, oh, I'll re-release, you know, the Star Wars in 3D. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's an Ewok in 3D running across. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and like Spielberg's doing a that movie in. enough times has he? That's yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, Spielberg's filming one right now, and he had an interesting quote that I was reading. He was talking about how uh, when he lines up the framing of a shot he likes to keep one eye closed for you know to, to kind of figure out how the you know the audience is going to see it but in this movie he's been keeping them both open just because he's filming in 3d so yeah, it. it's yeah. A more appropriate you know way to to kind of get that feel
0: yeah that's the, well that's supposed to be the idea right like one um the movie's made with two layers where one's aspected for the left eye and one's for the right, and then right. Yeah. yeah pretty cool pretty cool um, uh,
1: and even James Cameron was saying that, uh, it, like his theory was that people are using you know more neurons to like process this, so it'll be a more, more vivid neurons. memory. <laughs> Wait, James Cameron? Yes, I'm sorry, all, all my
0: glasses on. Is he a PhD? And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know there was a scientist, a doctor installing this.
1: Yeah. Oh. So yeah, everyone's really going home about it. The guy from DreamWorks, Katzenberg, is really big into it, calling it like the you know the next. Big thing after sound and color and it's yeah. Just like, okay, settle I'm, down, people.
0: I'm all about it being in, like immersed in a movie experience, but yeah, that doesn't that doesn't really help. Especially like at the theater, if they want to make my theater experience better, um, as long as stadium seating's there, everybody just shuts up, and I'm not getting kicked in the back. Like I'm usually pretty happy going to the theater. Like it's not, yeah.
2: here's a fucking wild idea: make better yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you want to give me, well, that doesn't help us get to the theater, Jeff. Come on, I can download those, that's, that's or buy really them, or buy point. them. Never mind. Yeah.
2: Um.
1: Uh.
0: But yeah, and uh, if you also might be, this is sort of an interesting thing. I know I've heard of this before, and I had read about it. Was the Smell-O-Vision, which they need to bring back that's from bullshit. the night? Yeah, dude. Nineteen sixties. Apparently, they actually they w- had something like that. Yes, you didn't, didn't know, know Smell-O-Vision that. existed. I, I, I thought, I thought oh, was, like, it, it existed. From, like, like total sci-fi. I, I, no, no, it happened. It was uh, apparently based on the soundtrack, something triggered, uh, sense put into the AC, and they that's had awesome. like two movies in the 1960s based on it, and they brought it back and they did a Willy Wonka movie with it in like 1997. Oh, that would be sweet. Uh, and like, yeah, a Willy Wonka one would be awesome. I would, de- like, I would a, definitely like Now you do like that. the idea. Yeah. yeah. It's like
1: that Muppet, uh, whatchamacallit, like a the theater at uh, one of the theme parks. Yeah, Muppets. So, like, the Muppets s- in three D. The ones where you yeah. get squirt or whatever. Yeah, you get squirted, yeah. and there's like a fan in one part. And then yeah, can...
0: yeah. It's it's pretty it, like <laughs> I don't know. I just it's feel it's, a, it's 99% a sure, novelty. But... Like like this. Yeah, stuff, like, yeah. is interesting. Yeah.
2: Like I imagine you could be a little more artful with that, but like three D just seems like novelty to me. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. that was another thing that came up in one of the articles I was reading because uh, the guy was, was saying, you know. It's it reminded him of him, the circus. It's just like if the circus stayed in town the whole time, people would stop being interested. But if they show up every once in a while, you know, you got to go see this novelty. So that's a really good point, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> going to be a bad idea to try and once every couple of years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's funny. Oh man, and uh, shit, what was I going to bring up? It was something beyond smell-o-vision. I don't remember. Never mind. Uh, oh no, it's gonna be IMAX. Like IMAX is sort of the other thing where it's like, all right, we're gonna do something that you can't do in your home theater. Let's make a giant fucking screen and tape movies in like ten times thirty-five millimeter. <laughs> super <Yeah>. super wide, <laughs> three
1: hundred and sixty-degree vision. Let's go. Yeah,
0: there were yeah there were movies that did the uh the like uh what was it. Anamorphic made them a little, little wider right, than that. Right. and then, the, like the, the and then right had, yeah, yeah, and then there was 99. the 360 thing, but that was only in like Disney theme parks, but yeah, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> let's make it 360. There's now you're in uh, the world. There's,
2: there's, a home theater thing. You got to be really into it, but. Uh, it's called a called a butt kicker chair, and uh, it can do two things. Like the regular one is just a subwoofer. It can a beer do chair. two things. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the regular one is just a subwoofer. One's drinking a beer, beer chair. and one's
0: kicking butt, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's, it's all out of exa- beer.
2: And it's all out of beer. So, yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing it, it can do is apparently there there are just like ten or fifteen movies that are encoded with this like on the DVD this this special track uh, digital track that's made like for car chase scenes and stuff where it'll lift up one one side of the chair or the other side of the chair and make you feel like you're in a oh my like, god
1: chase. yeah so it's like the, the controllers for game consoles these days <laughs> with, that shakes your controller when something happens right speaking yeah, of it's, I, it's a lot like that yeah
0: I forgot to bring up this is going way way off topic uh, <laughs> when I no, watched Rock and Rolla no. when I watched Rock and Rolla there was just a terrible chase scene in it like Guy Ritchie went bunk bunk went crazy making like I don't know who he like he must be thinks he's Jesus or something. I don't maybe his, his breakup he with Madonna. Or his, his his break his breakup with Madonna sort of shot his uh his thought process and he made a terrible, terrible action se- sequence in that movie. Look out for that if you end up seeing it. Um anyhow <laughs> that's a that's as a good a segue as any to move on to our our Parker Posey. <laughs> Yeah, it's as good as
2: we've had so far, I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, we gotta,
0: we got to get moving a bit here. So, uh, going to our, our Parker Posey play-along from last week, which which James brought up, which was such a genius one, James, such a genius one.
1: Uh, yeah, so genius that it must have been over everyone's head, because I got one typed-out response for that. Two responses, was a good one. in total. Yeah, it was qu- a good one. I definitely <laughs> liked uh, KPW. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't know the question, it was uh and i don't remember the exact phrasing here but what character do you you know love because the character so bad and uh she put in ike clanton from uh tombstone which is a great choice he's somebody that's just ridiculous always just weasels away at the end and it's it's more fun to laugh at him than you know to like him as a villain type of thing Yeah, Uh, yeah overall it was a horrible turnout dean uh did me a service by uh, posting a picture of the penguin, another really good choice. But, uh, yeah, I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting, like, I don't know, killer clowns or, you know, some other thing that, you know, people have no respect for but like because they are so bad. Mm. That was, like, the, the, the idea I was going for. But Killer clowns is tough, though. By-
0: yeah, killer clowns is tough because you've got, like, the whole race of clowns. Like, it's...
1: That's, I'm just saying, that's the kind of feeling that I was going for. It's just yeah, like, yeah. this is ridiculous, I'm laughing at you. Yeah. But I love you because it's sort of ridiculous. Kind mm. of how we feel about Greg.
0: Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, hold on. I, I want to talk about, I want to keep on topic here. Parker oh, Posey. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I like Jeff's late pick of Luke Skywalker, actually. That was a really good one. I was, but, yeah, you know, I, was, no,
1: I was happier with that than my original pick. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it was pretty solid. And... uh KBW's.
1: He's he's become a a joke over the years. He went from hero to, like, okay, we're laughing at you for the Tashi Station stuff.
0: (laughs) The whining and all
1: that stuff. So, yeah, that was definitely more the the idea that I was hoping for.
0: No, it was good. And uh, KBW's other uh, comment about Killian from Running Man is a genius one, actually. Yeah, that is a good one. I wish I had uh, thought of that earlier. And although, I, I think my, my pick stands, but I was sort of confused by the question. Maybe other people were confused by the question, too, James. Maybe that was it. Yeah,
1: I don't have a good mastery of, like of the English language. It was like that I sometimes ask
2: like, where they don't really make a whole lot of that, Not that they don't make a lot of sense, but it's like something that you feel one way about and also the other way at the same time. It was a, yeah. it was a tough one to answer.
1: Yeah, because yeah, yeah. in the 11th hour, I had this epiphany. I'm like, that's a great question. You know, I have a great answer. And I just figured everyone had one of those in their pocket somewhere, but apparently not. <laughs>
0: You had an epiphany in it. Didn't work out. Yeah. Unfortunate. Um, so I have the Parker Posey this week. Hopefully, I can rebound from what happened last week. We have, oh, I'm sorry. Um, the Parker Posey being a question that we bring up every week since we haven't described it in a while, uh, where one will bring it up, two will have to answer it on the fly, and then we will bring up your answers and qu- the question on the forum, and we will bring up your answers next week, which ones we like, which ones we don't like, etc. Uh, the question. <laughs> we will, we will name you by your personal name and address, so. Search so number if we can get our hands on it. Yeah. This, this question is, uh, sort of like my last one, but I'm gonna be playing off a lot of, uh, this is, I don't know why we didn't think about this earlier, of doing something, picking something you hate instead of picking something you like. It's a lot easier to pick stuff you hate. So, I'm, I'm going. That's kinda where mine was, but yeah, not yeah. the same, but yeah. So, I'm going with, this is somewhat like, uh, Galloway's question that he brought up a while ago on the, on the, Post just to give him a little bit of props. If you could end somebody's movie career today, who would it be? It could be you know actor, director, producer, whoever. And when I say end their movie career, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying you can erase what they've done, but maybe somebody you even like, and you just want them to stop because they're on their way out. They're you know they're gonna just make terrible movies from now on. They're they're slipping, and you want them to stop so they you know they stay good in your in your memory. Um, that's not the pick I went with. I'm going with. Jerry Bruckheimer, for my for my pick, the, the genius, well, the more infamous producer that is the master of fast action where you can't see what's going on and throws uh, millions of dollars into computer graphics and booms and bombs and boobs and whatever else. And, yeah, he's <laughs> the genius that's been behind such things as CSI episodes. Maybe he's made for TV. Maybe he should just go to TV for a while. Um, he's made the National Treasure movies, Pirates Caribbean 3, Bad Boys, if you, uh, didn't catch that one, um, Con Air, Coyote Ugly, and The Rock, all, all genius under his, under his belt. I think he has, like, a Nick Cage fatuation. That's another problem. That Like, if I get rid of him, maybe we'll see less of terrible Nick Cage movies. (laughs) It's a two-for-one deal. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It it really is. And the other reason I'm picking him is because... You're going for quantity. Yeah. The other reason I'm picking him, uh, is... If I don't, like, if I don't pick him for this question, if I don't pick him, you know, to stop him, I don't think he's gonna be stopped, because he's making (laughs) millions of dollars. I still don't don't think
2: he's gonna be stopped, but I, I, (laughs) If I don't
0: stop him with this magic question-answer combo here, I I don't think anyone else will, so, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna bite the bullet and do it. And, another trivia thing, he's a Detroit native too, and he, I, I just can't stop it. Yeah, he's got, he needs to be, the end is near for him. It's gotta happen. So is there any, anything that jumped to your guys' heads immediately that you uh, can be anybody, can be actor, actress, producer, correct? I'm
1: struggling, so if, Jeff, you've got something I'm, that would yeah, give me some more The thing is, I'm
2: a, I'm a sappy person, and I believe in second chances and third chances <laughs> and all that. Like, there, there are a lot of people I love that have done bad movies, but I I expect at some point that they're going to come back and do something awesome again. Release
0: your hate, Jeff. Release your anger. The one
2: person that I don't ever see doing anything good again that I absolutely love. Uh, is Pacino. I don't think he is ever going to do anything good ever again. I think he's just continuing to ruin every good thing he's ever done with every new piece of shit that comes out <laughs> every. <laughs> so that's that's well, how I feel about well, well,
0: that. And that's pretty good. I like that. I like that pick. We sort of talked about this before, like when we talked about sort of like people washing out a bit. Yeah, and yeah. Al Pacino. Al is a good pick,
1: and yeah. he's a, a good one. He's also
0: another good one because I think he's. uh is he one of the guys that's sort of, like, turning into a director slash he is sort of, he's directing a movie coming up, it looks like, producing yeah, some I'm stuff.
2: Sure, I'm sure it's going to be awesome, just, like, 48 minutes or whatever the last piece of shit he was, in, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I really, I would like to, uh, I would like to save him for my for my children's memory uh, so he doesn't <laughs> wind up looking like a jackass. Oh,
0: you never saw him in Ocean 13. He was great in that. I bet. <laughs> James you uh you stroke of stroke of genius
1: i've got an emergency pick i don't like it but i'm i'm totally oh, having so you're taking answer a, block
0: you're taking what you guys would call the gra- the Greg away out
1: yes exactly at least <laughs> so, i have an answer
0: hey i've given answers
1: All right, My my answer is westerns. <laughs> no, Are you no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no he's making fun of you jackass <laughs> i get it
1: all right um my answer i guess is gonna to have to be sharon stone sharon stone oh, yes yeah. yeah. she's, she's continues she's not anymore yeah she continues to age <laughs> and still continues to try and be the sexy woman who's dangerous and It is dangerous, but not in the way that she thinks.
2: Osteoporosis is dangerous.
1: (laughs)
0: Boom! Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Osteoporosis is dangerous. So, yeah,
1: I'm not real happy with that one, but for whatever reason, I'm drawing
0: a blank. What has she been in recently? Like, the only thing I think of is, like, Catwoman, where she tries to play, like, the... Well, she
1: was, I think most recently, she was in her remake or the second piece of Basic Instinct or whatever that was. Oh, was that before the...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really seen like, sharing sure uh, someone in anything recently.
1: I like our loyal live listener
2: Josh's answer to this question, not because I agree with it necessarily, or not because <laughs> I agree with it at all, just because of his reasoning. It's uh, it's Andy Richter, because Andy Richter is probably the most annoying fucker ever. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> it's a good what was...
1: Then you're going to want to stay away from the Conan O'Brien show because apparently he's yeah. going back to that.
2: Yeah, he's he's going to be back on it, which I think is exciting. I always like that dynamic between those two. I don't
0: questions. understand. I thought Conan O'Brien's done for now until he picks up the no, late show. No. he's oh.
2: he's uh. Well, I mean,
1: he's he's, he's moving in the Jay Leno slot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so he's taking Andy Richter with him. Is I get correct. it correct? Okay. Um, I didn't know it was going to be called. It's still going to be called like Late Night with Conan O'Brien, or is it going to be? He's on the Tonight Show show now. Yeah, the Tonight
1: tonight Show. It's officially the Tonight Show.
0: But, yeah, Andy Richter, I haven't, like, really, really, he's been, what, like, tagging Will Ferrell around and what Blades of Glory and crap? I've never really seen him in much other than... I can't even think of him. Yeah, the (laughs) rest of the episodes near season three, but... oh Yeah, great pick. Great pick, Dean. Great pick. (laughs) And he's saying some other terrible things that we will not repeat (laughs) on the Gunga cast.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. I won't say those
0: words. Anyhow, very good picks. And, again... (laughs) Uh, the Parker Posey will be posting, uh, on the internet in its own forum. It is now in the movie forum, not in the audio plug forum, of uh, the movie hour forum. And it will be there for you guys to answer, destroy, rip on our, rip on our comments, do what you will. And, uh, yeah, we'll bring it up next week. James and Jeff, uh, thank you for the input.
2: Hope everyone enjoyed it. I'll try and be a little drunker next week, sorry.
0: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, let's work on that. Uh, enjoy your movies this week, guys. Take care, uh, right here, Ryan Reynolds, Telethon Movie Hour. See you later.
1: Are you going to bring
0: up uh, Columbus Day, Greg? Columbus Day? The
1: Val Kilmer movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You mean a like the day or... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're going to talk about Secretary's Day or
2: what. Greg, you should Netflix Hard of Glass.
0: James, was there any other movies you wanted to bring up?
2: <laughs> what the
0: fuck is wrong with you? are such an asshole. I'm trying, I'm trying to get listen, things done
2: Don't Greg. listen, Gregs.